everyone. Welcome to the Daily Check-In. This is a re-recording of my April 8th check-in, and the reason for that is, well, it's pretty simple. Something weird happened with the audio, and if you tried to watch the YouTube video after the live stream finished its job of compressing or processing or whatever it does, what you would have discovered is there was no audio which makes a live stream a little difficult to listen to. So I'm going to re-record it now just so you have an idea of what was included in that daily update. The topic hasn't changed. I'm going to be talking about Microsoft's Active Directory and kind of what's going on with that. Before I wanted to dive into that, I just wanted to put out a quick couple of reminders. One, I want to engage with you if you're listening you can hit me up on Twitter. It's Ned1313. If you don't want to do it publicly, my DMs are open, so you can send me a private message as well. Either way is fine. I don't mind at all. I do like interacting and conversing. So please reach out, Ned1313. The other update is that this has been converted also to an audio-only podcast. So if you prefer to consume the daily update in a podcast format, and I completely understand why you might, you can do that. Go to anchor.fm slash ned-bellavance and you can find the podcast there. So far, it's also available on Google Podcasts and on Spotify and a couple others. I'm waiting for the approval from Apple Podcasts and I think Stitcher are still kind of waiting for whatever reason. So that will be coming shortly. But for now, you can just go directly to the website and get the RSS feed and plug that into your podcatcher of choice. So with those two things out of the way, let's get into the topic of the day. Ooh, that rhymed. I didn't do that on purpose, but pretty cool. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about Microsoft Active Directory. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I kind of went down this little wormhole. I was checking out the documentation on Microsoft's website about the new and interesting features in Server 2019. I haven't really dabbled with Windows Server 2019 a whole lot. Actually, a lot of my work has been focused on working on Linux and Ubuntu specifically. So I haven't really looked at what's going on with Windows Server 2019. If I needed a Windows box, I would probably spin up Server 2016 because that's the one I, or the last version of Server I really worked on. But I was curious, what's what's going on there? So I was looking through the list of new features, and a lot of it was like software-defined networking, improvements in the hypervisor. Okay. And then no mention of one of their cornerstone products, which is Active Directory. It's almost like Active Directory just skipped 2019. Just nope, not interested. So I looked at the Active Directory documentation to see if I was missing anything. And I went on that doc site and looked there, and what's new for Active Directory stops at server 2016. So if you look at the applies to section where it tells you what operating systems this applies to, server 2016 is the last one listed and there's nothing for 2019. And if I look at what's new in server 2016 for Active Directory, and it's practically nothing. They added one thing, which is if you want to do privileged access management, you can integrate it with Microsoft Identity Management Server and create a bastion forest where the privileged accounts live and it does this whole thing with syncing and creating shadow accounts in your various forests and domains to do temporary accounts. I guess it's pretty cool, but it's a lot of setup and it's not really Active Directory specific. It's more about Microsoft Identity Manager. So 
basically server 2016 didn't have any major active directory improvements so if you look at the history really things kind of stopped with server 2012 r2 and even then it wasn't anything mind-blowing i think somewhere around there they introduced the active directory recycle bin that's kind of it and uh, maybe fine-grained pa fine passwords which were actually introduced in server 2008 but became much easier to do in server 2012 so that's, that's kind of it active directory has been around for a long time if you are a windows admin working in active directory so first shout out to you uh, you may have been working with active directory for 20 years because ad is 20 years old it was first introduced with windows server 2000 the predecessor to it was a slightly different version of the same idea. It introduced domains in Windows NT, and you had your primary domain controller. So all authentication requests and the read-write version of the domain database lived on that PDC. And then you had a backup domain controller, or a BDC, that had a read-only copy of that database. So basically, the PDC did all the work which led to severe scaling issues. You couldn't scale out to multiple sites and have multiple domains that were all affiliated within a forest. That wasn't a concept that existed in Windows NT. So when Server 2000 came out, Active Directory introduced a lot of really important things that became, you know, just how we do business. So Active Directory now included the concept of forests and domains within the forest. And that sort of hierarchical structure where you could have child domains of a parent domain. So it had that concept built in. It also created a multi-master system where you no longer had a PDC and a BDC. You now had multiple domain controllers that would replicate with each other. And of course, that added a whole bunch of challenges about how you were going to do replication. And a lot of the improvement that happened with Active Directory following that initial release was improving the process by which it replicates things, how it leverages DNS to do a lot of the record finding that was improved greatly over time, adding support for new features like the recycle bin or the way that dynamic groups. So I think originally there was only uh, global groups and local groups, but then they added universal groups at some point, which allowed you to have cross domain and maybe even cross forest members. So universal groups were very helpful for larger organizations that had multiple domains and potentially multiple forests. And it also improved creating trusts between different forests and domains. So there was a lot that went into it. But for all intents and purposes, development of Active Directory kind of died after 2012. It's not that people aren't using it. It's probably one of the most widely deployed technologies in the world. I mean, businesses rely on Active Directory for their authentication and for their security, and also for another huge improvement, which was group policy. Group policy allowed you to create policies for users and computers, and that could be configuration settings for the user or pushing out applications for a particular set of computers or just locking down some computers with a very specific configuration for kiosks or something like that. So a lot of things going on there. So what happened? What happened with Microsoft? They shifted their focus. And I think that was pretty obvious in 2012. What was going on is things started shifting towards Azure. 
And when Satya Nadella took over and he basically, you know, telegraphed, we're all cloud all the time. That's what's important. That's our moneymaker. That's our focus. So Azure became the sole focus of Microsoft to the somewhat detriment of the Windows Server products, because now the features that they care most about are the ones that make Azure run. So things like Hyper-V, software-defined networking, software-defined storage, that's the stuff that's getting the attention. Active Directory less so because now there's Azure Active Directory, and that's the thing that Microsoft is focused on. If you're not familiar with Azure Active Directory, that's the authentication backend for all of Azure and all of Office 365. So it's got a lot to do. It's also multi-tenant. It's very different than Active Directory. So even though they share the same name, they are fairly different technologies. One is multi-tenant, the other one is not. One has a flat structure in terms of users, groups, and devices. The other one, heavily relies on OUs in this hierarchical structure. And another big difference is one is web-based and it has public endpoints and an API that you can work against. The Microsoft Graph is what you would use to interact with Azure AD, whether you're doing that through PowerShell or a GUI or whatever, at the end of the day, you're still interacting with that API that they expose through the Microsoft Graph. Whereas Active Directory, it's, it doesn't, that's not how it was ever designed and developed and thought about. So it's a very different environment. Now you can synchronize your Azure Active Directory and your Active Directory components using Azure AD Connect, which is actually a Microsoft Identity Manager under the covers doing a synchronization of accounts and devices between those two disparate environments. But Microsoft is really focused on Azure AD and that's where they're gonna be putting their energy into. There are still things that you cannot do with Azure AD, but that you can only do with Active Directory, but those things are getting smaller all the time. So for a while, you couldn't do things in Azure AD that you could do with Group Policy and Active Directory. That has started to change with the introduction of Intune and the ability to enroll users and devices in Intune. Now you can push out policies and configurations to those devices without them being domain joined. Now they're Azure AD joined and they get their policies and configuration settings via Intune. Same thing with RBAC was a little bit difficult before because you could use OUs in Active Directory to apply role-based access control for administrators. They have now introduced a similar piece of functionality in Azure AD where you can create essentially an OU users and groups in that OU and then delegate responsibility out to a particular person. So, you know, if you have tech liaisons for different departments or something, you can give them permissions to that particular OU. They don't call it an OU, but I mean, essentially that's what it is. So if you are a Windows administrator today working in Active Directory and you haven't touched Azure AD, I highly recommend going out and focusing on that. Because if you want to future-proof yourself and stay in the game when it comes to identity and access management, you're going to need to know Azure AD to stay relevant. So that's my key takeaway. If you're involved in Active Directory at all, make sure you're learning Azure Active Directory as well. Good news and a little plug for me. 
All of Pluralsight's courses are free for the month of April, and they have a bunch of good training content around Azure AD. So if you're looking for a place to get more information, I'd hit that up. And also the learn.microsoft, that's not, it's microsoft.com slash learn. They have a bunch of tutorials and documentation as well. Start getting onboarded, start getting familiar with it. You can get a free tenant and, you know, mess around with that tenant for 30 days. I recommend doing that just so you can make sure you're staying relevant in your career as it progresses. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy and stay safe.